So the date today is August 24th, and 824, for those uninitiated, happens to also be Kobe Bryant Day. Because 8 was his first jersey number, 24 was his last jersey number. But we wanted to bring you an episode, an encore presentation of an episode that isn't just about Kobe today. We wanted to bring you a story that's also about another person who lost his life in that fateful helicopter crash, a crash which happens to be in the news still. Because this person's name was John Altabelli. And as Chris Connolly explains, he was a legend, a sports legend in his own right. It is August 24th, Wednesday, yes. And this is ESPN Daily. Chris Connolly, where does the story begin? Pablo, we start two years ago. The date is January 28th, 2020. And we've got a junior college baseball team, the Pirates of Orange Coast College. They're playing in their home opener in a stadium that's sort of conventionally known as the house that Alto built. Chris Connolly is a correspondent for ESPN and ABC News. And yet for the first time in almost three decades, this team is taking the field for its opening day without the man who defined the program, John Altabelli. When I say this is the house that Alto built, he didn't do it lightly. This was his dream job and, and he loved every second of this job. His leadership, his love of competition, he kind of embodied the Mamba mentality. I've described him as the Kobe Bryant at junior college baseball because he knew how to win. And so while two years ago, so much of the world was mourning the loss of Kobe Bryant, this team and this community was mourning someone very close to them as well. They were mourning the loss of a husband, a father, a leader, a role model, and a pillar of the community. I know that he's proud of our guys for being out here today, and we're gonna do the best we can to honor him in everything we do moving forward. It's been exactly two years since a helicopter crashed in the mountains near Los Angeles, stopping the entire world with news about who was on board. But in addition to Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, three members of another Southern California family were among the nine who lost their lives that day. And they were a sports family too, it turns out. Today, we hear their story. This is ESPN Daily. Picture this. You arrive at your hotel. You have an important online meeting lined up with clients from all across the country. You have your laptop open, ready to begin. And the Wi-Fi is so terrible, you can't even connect. These type of stressful situations happen all the time, but they don't have to. When you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you have access to their free high-speed Wi-Fi. So you can take care of those critical emails, join your meetings on time, and even unwind 
by streaming your favorite shows without having to worry. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So, Chris, I still vividly remember where I was. I was in the lobby of my apartment building. My doorman rushed over to tell me out of nowhere that Kobe died. I mention all of this because it took a while, I have to admit, to even begin to realize that there were other human beings on that helicopter. And the family that you're telling us about here today, three members of that family, the Altabellis, it was John, his wife, Carrie, and their teenage daughter, Alyssa, who was Gianna Bryant's teammate on their basketball team. You started your reporting right after that crash. What stands out to you now about that time two years ago? Well, you'll not be surprised that the people we talked to, everyone was in great pain and a sense of enormous loss for someone who meant so much to them. What I remember is that, you know, among the athletes we talked to and the coaches, this was kind of significant. They were giving themselves permission to feel emotion. They were saying, if I cry, I'm going to cry. If I'm going to emote, I'm going to emote. It's like, that's just how it's going to be. And it's going to be good to be with people who feel as I do. And so you were sort of stepping into kind of a hallowed space as you talked to the people who had such fond memories of John Altabelli and his family. Our colleague Robin Roberts likes to quote the late Pat Summit mm. in terms of how you function in a crisis, left foot, right foot, breathe. And I think that's what we felt those closest to the Altabelli family were doing in those days after his passing. So as you arrive there in California and the world is in shock at all of this that has just happened, what was the story about this family that you wanted to tell? Well, John Altabelli had been a special person for so many people. The affection, the admiration, the appreciation that people had for him was something that they wanted to share with us. For 27 years, he'd run the program at Orange Coast College. He'd won 700 games. He'd won four state championships. Here's the payoff. Cold strike three. The Pirates, they are your 2014 champions. He had not only won these titles and won all these games, he had shaped so many young lives. And his son, JJ, would talk about what it meant for his father to be a coach. The reason why he was a coach was to positively impact a lot of those guys and give them a chance to be successful, not only on the baseball field, but just afterwards as a husband, as a father. That's what he really wanted from his players. He had given them a path to not just baseball success, but success in life. So you just wanted to sit down and hear whatever stories they felt they could share with us, still under the penumbra of this enormous tragedy. It's worth mentioning, Chris, junior college baseball in California is like full of elite baseball players, right? This is future D1 guys. This is future major leaguers. What makes a guy like John Altabelli as a coach stand out, given that context? I remember somebody telling us right from the start that John Altabelli's favorite player was Pete Rose. And that kind of 
you know, that that sort of spoke volumes in terms of the kind of guy he was and the kind of qualities he wanted in his players. That hard-nosed mentality, max effort, competition with a smile, okay? Always respect the game. And he had gone through his own transition in those 27 years. He began as a very angry guy by all descriptions. He'd mellowed in recent years. One of his former colleagues said in the early days, he would yell at a pole because he thought the pole was a better athlete than some of his players. <laughs> but he mellowed. In part, that was thanks to his marriage to Kay and his becoming a girl dad. So, Chris, you have this incredibly successful junior college baseball coach and his daughter. And you'd assume, I suppose, that she would go into softball, but she doesn't. Right? Alyssa Altabelli develops this love for basketball. So how did that happen? I asked, well, did she ever try softball? And I was told, yeah, it wasn't quite her thing. So Alto's brother, Tony Altabelli, would talk about how Alyssa just gravitated to basketball right from the start. Alyssa fell in love with basketball. And uh, I know John wasn't going to steer her anywhere else. If that's what she wanted to do, that's what she was going to do. And it became something that that really sort of changed her life and 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 changed the life of her dad as well and became a really special thing that they shared. The travel team that she played on was not just any travel team, obviously. She played for the Mambas, that eighth grade travel team coached by Kobe Bryant. You know, and she, by the descriptions we have, was quite good. J.J. would point out that when you play for Kobe Bryant's team, you're going to get a lot of attention. Playing on Kobe Bryant's team, you get a lot of recognition. People already had her going to Oregon on a scholarship, and I was the one that was there to, to try to make sure she stayed level-headed. Kobe actually called her out for her excellence on Instagram, saying, I hate seeing my team Mamba girls play against each other. This is great defense by our Mamba point guard, Alyssa Altabelli and a familiar-looking fade by our two-guard, the Mambasita, his daughter, Gigi. And the mom in the story, Carrie, I mean, she is occupying this increasingly serious world of competitive youth sports. And so if intensity is an adjective often applied to John, Chris, how would you describe Carrie? Well, the way that she was described to us by those who knew her was that she was fiercely protective of this special family. And she was the biggest supporter of her daughter and her husband. I think when he finally won Coach of the Year, she said, it's about effing time. So (laughs) everybody had nothing but respect for Kay and what she stood for in terms of that family. So what was the bonding like between John Altavelli and Kobe Bryant, both on the level of being a dad and clearly also as, as coaches? Well, here's the great thing. I mean, he would go to every practice that he could, Alto would, you know, and that's where he and Kobe kind of developed this relationship because sometimes in Alto's telling, he was the only dad in the stands. Mm. Can you imagine what that felt like, you know, to be sitting in the stands and watching this great player coaching, you know, your daughter, picking up techniques from him or seeing how he interacted. And of course, Alto had already established his own amazing reputation as a coach. So it was a special thing. He said something like, it's like watching Derek Jeter tell you how to play shortstop. So he got to watch that and they developed kind of a mind meld, I think, in terms of what their values were, what was important. They saw 
the opportunities of competition, the growth that came from it, the importance of giving 100%, all those things, they saw that through the same lens. Nate Johnson, the associate head coach, said, Alto saw Kobe as being the best of the best in the NBA, and, and Kobe saw Alto being the best of the best in, in junior college baseball. So in May of 2018 now, John Altabelli has this surprise for his baseball team. Chris, what exactly happened? Well, the video is amazing. You know, the players are kind of sitting in the dugout and, you know, they're kind of wondering what's going to go on. And all of a sudden, here comes Kobe Bryant. We got a special appearance. Kobe Bryant is right in front of them, and he's going to, like, pep them up a little bit. He comes out and goes, hey, guys, how you doing? All of a sudden, Kobe Bryant is talking to this team and telling them to do well. One of the players asks, so what is the Mamba mentality exactly? And, um, well, we can't say what Kobe's response was. Maybe we'll just say, screw him. That's about as good <laughs> as we can do. Screw him. That became kind of a uh, a calling card for the Mamba mentality and for their march to success. Well, that march for success, I mean, I want to be clear about this, too, because a year after Kobe visits with the team in May 2018, as we just said, John Altabelli and his Pirates, they're going for another state title here. Again, in the very competitive state of California. What happened on that big day? This is just a thrilling cap to an amazing season. It's a great game. They're tied at seven in the bottom of the ninth. And then Altabelli's Pirates get a walk-off infield single, and they win the state title. Bottom of the ninth, seven all. Winning run 90 feet away for the Pirates. Galicia chopped over. This might do it. Throw home. OCC, your champion in 2019. And... The people who remember seeing John Altabelli celebrate after that, they'll never forget it. Alto's brother, Tony Altabelli, said, It was amazing. At the end, we hugged. Never thinking in a million years that was going to be the last time he and I were going to be involved with a baseball game. Chris, let's talk about January 26th, 2020, after the break. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, Chris, when the 2019 season ends, John Altabelli is able to go to more of Alyssa's basketball games. That's his 13-year-old daughter, the girl playing for a traveling team called the Mambas, where Kobe Bryant is the coach. And so on January 26th, 2020, it's John, it's Carrie, it's Alyssa, and the three of them are traveling to their next game right alongside Kobe and Gianna in Kobe's helicopter. How did that day unfold for the Altabellis? Well, the horrifying thing about it is those closest to the Altabellis learned about what had happened in not so different a way from the rest of us. I was texting with my dad earlier in the day, and he told me that he was going on the helicopter with Kobe for uh, Alyssa's games. And I was just like, oh, awesome. Like, that's really cool, you know? The 101 helicopter went down. When you talk to JJ, Chris, this is John Altabelli's son. What did he tell you about what he recalled? You would think in some world that someone so close and so affected would have gotten some sort of official word, but it didn't work that way. He got a text from a friend asking just an unimaginable question. I got a text from a buddy saying, is it true, did Kobe really, helicopter really crash? And my heart just dropped. Breaking news in this Sunday afternoon, five-time NBA champion, former league MVP Kobe Bryant died earlier this afternoon in Los Angeles in a helicopter crash. Nate Johnson, the associate head coach, said, I couldn't stop shaking. I, I didn't know what to do other than to call Alto and hope that he picked up. What happened then? It went straight to voicemail. I might have called him 10 times. So then I called JJ and I said, JJ, and he was crying. And I, I already knew. And I go, tell me, tell me they're OK. And he said, they're all gone. And I said, all. I said, who's all? He goes, Alto, K, List, they're all gone. Other victims identified are Orange Coast College head baseball coach John Altobelli, his wife Carrie, and daughter Alyssa. And so the grim realization of what had happened to this wonderful family quickly swept over those who were closest to them, and it was just a devastating moment. Back at Orange Coast College, 
Chris, what was his team's reaction? It was, I think, Nate Johnson's call to open up the field, to have the field be a gathering place for the people on his team to be able to be together and to share their emotions. And it all happened, you know, very fast. And by the time we were there, you could see all the floral tributes and all the messages and all the things that had been left on the field. But this was a chance for those who knew the Altabellis most to be together, to mourn together, to feel their grief together. We asked his brother, Tony, like, what was that like? What do you remember? And he said, silence, just agony and crying and tears. It was just unthinkable. The next twist in the whole schedule for this team is that they have their home opener two days later, Chris, after the crash. Yeah. And then the team is given the option whether they're going to play or not. You know, it's like fittingly, the team was asked, you know, you don't have to play if you don't want to. You've gone through a lot. What do you want to do? So Alto's brother, Tony said, we told the kids, you know, this is up to you. We can cancel tomorrow's game. We can cancel next week. We can cancel the rest of the year. You know, we will support anything that you guys want to do. So you guys talk it over and let us know in the next day or two. And they literally huddled. And 10 seconds later, they're saying we're playing Tuesday. And so now, Chris, we are back at January 28th, 2020. This is the day where we started our conversation at the top of the show. This is a community, a neighborhood, a team mourning and gathering in honor of John and Carrie and Alyssa. What was that day like? Deeply emotional. I suppose cathartic on some level. Today is a day of remembrance and it's sad. We're gonna have a lot of sad days. Season opener, it's baseball. What do you say we smile for the next three hours and have some fun, okay? We'd appreciate that. The sign that was there right below Pirate Park that said the house that Alto built. I mean, you can't put it into better words than that. It was a very powerful thing. So the game itself, you know, Nate stepping up and running the team and, you know, they fall behind seven to one. Deep breath, boys. A lot of game. A lot of game. Deep breath. Maybe they're too tight. Maybe they're wanting to be too good for Alto. But then the Mamba mentality maybe kicks in. And then the bottom of the six, the Pirates rally. And it's thrilling. They were down by a run, but they were making a big comeback. They were on their way. We got to within a run, and I think John would have been proud of that, and he would have been proud of that effort. But then the game is suspended due to the darkness. Yeah, it's night, and so the teams have to stop playing, and so the game isn't completed. But, Chris, it sounds like the box score was almost secondary anyway. These coaches are just so proud of the players and the level of effort that they give on behalf of their fallen coach. We were able to get out there. We were able to honor Alto. We were able to honor Kay. We were able to honor Liss. The wins, the loss, that didn't matter to me that day.
So it's been two years, Chris, since this tragedy that reshaped this community. How has the Altabelli family felt that community since? Well, there was a wonderful memorial at Angel Stadium in February that filled up the entire third base side of the stadium with beautiful speeches and remembrances of each member of the family who lost their lives. So that was special. Later on that year, Nate Johnson was made the official head coach of the team that Altabelli had led for so many years. And in 2021, when they started playing baseball once again after COVID subsided for a while, they won their conference title. And Nate Johnson said, finally being able to say we did it. We won for Alto. We won for Carrie. And we won for Alyssa is a really emotional thing for me, my coaches, and our players. And what says it better than that? I think these three individuals touched more lives, influenced more lives than they could have possibly imagined. I think not only Alto with all of his 27 years of coaching and the lives he influenced and he guided, but the example of this whole family, what we now think of when we think of girl dad and what that means to support daughters when they're making their way in sports. The legacy they leave behind is a powerful one about the transformative nature of sports, the joy of being a family in sports, and the changes in personal development that can come when everybody comes together and competes at a high level with a smile on your face. That's what that family was about. That's what their legacy is. And I'm sure that's how they'd want us to be remembering them now. Chris Connolly, thank you so much for telling us their story. Thank you. A quick postscript. Pirate Park, where the Orange Coast College Pirates play their home games, is set to be renamed John Altabelli Park. That name will be revealed this Saturday at the team's home opener. I'm Pablo Torre, and this has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.